1: My name is Christopher Wenstrom, and I'm your weekly horoscope columnist here on Astrology Hub. And this week, I wanted to talk to you about Mars, entering the zodiac sign of Aries on May 24th, and then conjoining Jupiter, already in the sign of Aries on May 29th. Mars, do we really have to deal with Mars again? Mars, the planet that's always itching for a fight, Mars, the planet that's always in the center of a controversy. Mars, the planet that's always laughing at people, trying to attack or upset it. And Mars, that's always looking for another new and fresh confrontation. Mars is always taking punches at the next person. It's the planet with sharp elbows and heavy stomping feet. It has no problem stomping on the feet or kicking other people in the knees in order to get what it wants. Mars is basically the bad boy planet of the Zodiac. That's if you're looking at Mars on a good day. On a not so good day, Mars is the planet that is all about conflict and conquering and beating someone down. Named after the Roman god of war, Mars has a gladiatorial view of what life is like. And if you were a gladiator in the time of the Roman Empire, life depended on you taking out whoever was going up against you with sword and shield. But Mars has a very important function to play in each person's horoscope. Yes, Mars is a ruthless planet. Uh, Mars will not take no for an answer, and Mars will fight to the end. But you want a ruthless planet like that on your side and in your horoscope, because without a strong Mars in your horoscope, well, you're going to get walked on, you're going to get beaten down, you're going to get beaten up or called out or defeated. Mars is the planet that makes sure that you come first. All right, so we begin with our sun, which is the expression of who we are in our horoscope. Uh, The sun is basically everything we know about ourselves to be true. And then Mars, Mars in your horoscope says, damn right. Okay. So Mars is basically going to go and make sure that your sun, no matter what it wants, what it desires, uh, gets what it wants. So Mars is kind of like your own personal cosmic sergeant at arms or enforcer who's making sure that you get the things that you want out of life. Because if you don't come first, according to Mars's point of view, then that means somebody else will. Mars pushes, especially in Aries, and there's always that feeling of, you know, when you're around someone who's got a Mars in Aries, you know, if you start to talk at the same time, they start to get a little louder and make their point a little stronger than the one that you're making. Okay. Uh, If you're the one who uh, hasn't really quite spoken up, they'll talk right on over you. If you're standing in the way of something they want, they'll push you out of the way. So Mars is the planet of sharp elbows um, and stomping feet. In fact, Mars has no problem stomping on the feet of other people in order to get what what it wants. Now, bear in mind that Mars is different in each one of the zodiac signs that it appears. Uh, Mars in Gemini, for instance, is going to be very different from a Mars in Libra or a Mars in Pisces. But Mars is very much at home in the zodiac sign of Aries. And Aries is the first sign of the zodiac. The reason Aries is the first sign of the zodiac is Aries is the first sign of the agricultural season here in the Northern Hemisphere. So Aries is all about beginning and having a strong start, taking the lead, maintaining that lead, and coming in first. Over the finish line. So this, the these qualities of Aries are going to be magnified. That now that Mars is in its own zodiac sign. So Mars in Aries is by nature dissatisfied. Okay, Uh, Mars in in Aries is very desirous of of, uh, achieving its ends. You know, if the starting gun goes off, uh, they're the first ones out of the gate and they will rush out in front and they will maintain that lead, as I just said, until they are the first ones over the finish line. Now, that doesn't mean that they're adverse to pushing the runners out of the way or elbowing them in the side in order to get what they want, okay? Mars in Aries is very focused on its end and its end is to win, its end is to come in first. But um, Mars, as I said, is by its nature dissatisfied. Although in Aries, its nature is very urgent okay, and it's very fast and it's all about being first, Uh, there's something about Mars and Aries that always finds the satisfaction somehow dissatisfying, Uh, the gratification somewhat empty. Um, Even if it achieves its end, even if it wins, there's something about it that's just missing. It doesn't bring the promised um, high. It doesn't bring the promised zeal. It doesn't uh, bring the promised excitement. In fact, uh, Mars and Aries can often find accomplishing or uh, finishing things to be rather disappointing. Uh, Puts me in mind of that Peggy Lee song, Is That All There Is? Uh, Even if they come out on top and, and in that moment, and it's always about being in that moment, that moment of zeal and excitement of like, yeah, I'm on top, you know? After that moment, it's like, eh, so what? Well. What, what else can we go on to? You know, so it's always looking for something else or it's looking for something new. Um, but it's not really looking for something else or looking for something new in the vein, for instance, of Gemini, which is always about something that's fresh and new and different and exciting and and a variation on something that is predictable. Okay, Gemini is like new things in in, in those regards. But, but for Aries, what it is, uh, is that, they're looking for that thrill. They're looking for that sustained excitement, and the thrill and the excitement can be sustained to an extent in terms of your athletic performance, or going after the things that you want, or you know, wrestling an opponent down to the ground. You know, um, and but but if if you win quickly, if you win easily, if the person you're up against is is kind of like a pushover um, Mars and Aries is like huh you know they're, they're dissatisfied with it but but if you resist a Mars and Aries uh, but if you uh, are standoffish with a Mars and Aries, if you do not fold with a Mars and Aries um, if you do not recognize a Mars and Aries well well, that's the thing that makes you very exciting to a Mars and Aries, okay? Because your resistance, your 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 refusal to acknowledge them or to recognize them, this is the thing that gets them like, yeah, yeah, this is going to be a lot of fun, okay? <laughs> because it gets them thinking in terms of a fight. It gets them thinking in terms of a contest. And that is what keeps a Mars and Aries excited. Okay. So to some degree, there is the gladiatorial element of wanting to win a fight. But if a fight is easily won, or let's say an opponent, you know, throws down the white flag and says, I give up, they're like, huh, so what? Okay. You, you They want something that really engages them, something where they really, really lock horns with an opponent, because an opponent for Mars and Aries is almost like a best friend. Um, it's someone um, who really knows their strengths and weaknesses. It's someone who will not flatter them or, or make them feel comfortable with themselves. Uh, it's someone who's always, you know, egging them on or finding, you know, the little sweet spot and giving a little twist with a cutting remark. Or 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 snide aside. Okay, so these are the things that can like you know irritate a Mars and Aries, but also excite a Mars and Aries. So, so Mars and Aries are very um into their opponents. Uh I'm not quite ready to say that they're into their enemies, but they're certainly into their opponents. Uh there, there's a sort of trustworthiness about someone who's going to go against you, who's going to try to best you, and really the the best or the most honest parts of yourself are going to come out. So fighting. As you probably already have assumed, fighting is a big part For Mars in Aries. And fighting in some regards is more important than even the accomplishment or the trophy itself. I mean, they could line up a shelf full of trophies and eh, they could care less. Um, It's it's always about the one that got away or the one that remains undefeated or the one that they're certain is laughing about them behind their backs. You know, that one opponent, that one person who resisted, uh, this is the one who excites the Mars in Aries. Now, you don't have to have of a Mars and Aries, um, you know, for, for this to be relevant or appropriate to you. Um Mars in Aries, because it's going there by transit, is going to impact you somewhere in your astrological chart. Now, it may impact you in a benevolent way, uh, which might be uh, in an air sign, for instance. Uh, Not Libra, because Libra is opposite uh, Aries, but it might uh, uh, benefit you if, for instance, it's appearing in the zodiac signs of Gemini or Aquarius. You might get more of an adrenaline rush, of course, with Mars going through your own sign if you're an Aries, but also if you're a fire sign, like Leo or Sagittarius, it's going to light a fire underneath you. And where Leos aren't always trying to achieve higher ground, or where Sagittarians can have big ideas of the things that the, that they want to do with the mars in aries the mars in aries reminds the lion that it's not going to eat if it doesn't take down that antelope it's not going to eat if it doesn't take down that wildebeest so that's the that's the you know, or, you know, the light, uh, the, the fire under the feet, the fire under the tuchus that gets the lion roaring and running and taking down that wildebeest or taking down that antelope. So in other words, if you're a Leo, um, if you really want something, that Mars and Aries is going to really motivate you, um, probably because if you don't get it, then the opportunity may pass you by or you may be left hungry. Uh, during this period of time, if you're a Sagittarius, uh, where the Mars and Aries is going to help out is Sagittarius, as I said, can be full of big ideas, you know, the things that they want to do one day. And Mars and Aries says to the Sagittarian sun, that day is today. That time is now. You've got to act on it immediately. Okay, because with Mars and Aries, everything is now. Now, As you might imagine, uh, Mars and Aries may uh, have conflicts with the cardinal signs. It may have conflicts with the water signs or the earth signs. Uh, Mars and uh, Aries for the water signs brings the water to a boil. OK, so there can be things that you might be very upset about um, and and a feeling of I'm not going to take this anymore and mm, I want to do something about it. Or uh, if you're an Earth sign, the Mars and Aries may affect you in such a way that, um, you know, it's the it's the sense of urgency that's making you want to act right now. And you may feel almost like you're resisting it in some way, especially with Taurus of like sort of slowing down that energy because it's like, I know that I have to act on it, but I've got my plans. I've got things mapped out in front of me and I'm not really convinced that it's now. And of course, Mars and Aries is going to say, "It's now, it's now, it's now, get to it." Okay, so so you know that's 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 what it does, um, and so everyone's going to be reacting in their own sort of way. But if we co- take a couple of steps back and look at Mars and Aries, and we look at the nature n- nature of fighting and of combat and of contest, which are all things that are associated to Mars and Aries, if we take a couple of steps back and we take another look at that. Uh, What we're going to recognize about Mars and Aries is this extraordinary contradiction. On one hand, Mars and Aries will bring out the soldierly qualities um, in a chart and in a personality. Uh, Mars, as I mentioned before, is named after the Roman god of war, and Mars and Aries is very much identified with the role of being a soldier, uh, stepping into line, following orders, and Take that hill. Okay. So on one hand, there is a regimentation uh, to Mars and Aries. Uh, you know, I need to be part of this battle unit, or I need to be part of this unit or group that's battling or fighting for something. And each of us has a role to play. And there is definitely a hierarchy of command. Okay. So it's not Uranian in a sense of just overthrowing things and grabbing a pitchfork and, you know, uh saying, down with the Bastille or, or something like that. You know, it's 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 regimented. It's it's drawing up in lines and it's taking aim. Okay, so so either as a Mars in Aries, the energy can work independently, you know, kind of like a star athlete, but on another level, and where it more often shows up that I see, or shows up just as well, uh, just as much is actually what I should say, is in a regimentation, a standing in rank and file and following orders. Okay, so there's that idea of Mars in Aries, but then what also shows up. With Mars and Aries, something that I think is very uh, uh, relevant to our times right now, and I think it's very fascinating, is Mars and Aries is an enemy of complacency. All right. Now, Mars already is an enemy of complacency, but Mars and uh, but Mars and Aries is a real enemy of complacency. Okay, Mars and Aries is really like, you know, against. Fat cat syndrome. Okay, it really has a problem with that, with people who are settled, with people who are above it all, with people who are removed from the action. They're removed from the arena and playing with the lives of those who are beneath them. You know, Mars and Aries, you know, cannot stand that. Or where people have sort of you know, not grown fat physically, you know, but grown fat in their complacency, in their in their laziness. They have accepted this way of being. They've accepted this way of living. They take things for granted. Okay, and and this is fascinating when we put it sort of into the animal kingdom, and I'm going to borrow the lion here. Uh, Uh, to make a point when you put it in the animal kingdom um, you know, everyone really sort of wants or envisions, you know, or wants to, we all like those moments on animal planet or national geographic or or whatever, where the animals are frolicking or maybe they're gathering at a watery watering hole and the lion and the antelope are both licking from the water and everything seems to be complacent. You know, we, we, we had these images or these desires for a peaceable Kingdom, but we know full well that that's not the animal. That's not the way that the animal kingdom works. Okay, and then there's going to be those parts in the episode where you know um, the wildebeest or the zebra is killed in the most horrific way, or the polar bear doesn't get uh, the seal that it was going for, and now it's like on an ice floe and it's going to die of starvation or something like this. You know, these the- these dreadful moments were like. <sighs> why does it have to be like that but for the animal kingdom things aren't taken care of you know in a in a shopping cart or or by a grocery store they have to actually go out and 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 get their kill and this is what mars appears as you know it's that, you know even though we might be clicking on our, our our you know little shopping carts online and and ordering things and stuff like that we still have that animal impulse within us. Okay. And, and it's often regarded as being a lower impulse, but not necessarily. It may actually be a rather high or at times even higher impulse, but I'm getting ahead of myself. That, um, that idea of the predatory, what do predators do? You know what is their function? I mean, you've got animals who eat grass, and that's lovely. Um, And then you've got animals who eat animals that are eating the grass, and that's predatory, and 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 that can be a little bit off-putting. But what they do is that, um, first of all, they don't they they kind of control the populace of the grazing animals. Okay, that's that's on, you know, that's a that's a basic level. But what they do is that they sort of like balance the environment. Okay, uh, they take out the weak. They take out the sick, which isn't so nice. Um, but but they balance the environment and they sort of like clean it out, and everyone is connected to everyone else in this kind of ecosystem. Now, we're going to jump into the metaphor part of this. Uh, when we think of Mars and Aries as being um, an adversary, uh, being against complacency, what can happen in society when it becomes complacent? is that you can have certain areas of society that feel like this is the way it's always going to be and this is lovely this is nice this is my peaceable kingdom and um and i believe that everyone should believe this everyone should do that um, and everyone should uh, should abide by option c and if we do all of these things this is going to be a really lovely society okay but there are parts of society that aren't invited to that vision of plenty. There are parts of society that are on the outskirts of it. There are parts of society um, that are seen as weaker or as being too extreme, or as being far-fetched, or as pushing their agenda, or as just making trouble, or as having this kind of ridiculous view of the world that they're trying to impose on everyone else okay, this is an ongoing conversation that takes place in society, because it's those who get to the top of basically the power pyramid, or the pyramid of privilege, or the way that things should be done, you know, who um, are complacent, you know, this is what's been done for 10 years. This is what's been done for 50 years. This is what's been done for hundreds of years. This is what's been done for centuries. Okay. There's a kind of complacency um, that that sort of sets the parameters of a society in a very exact way and shuts everybody out. Not only does it shut everybody out, but it's often built on the backs of other people who um, aren't invited to the table or who are working for those who are in these positions and things like this. Um, And this this is a conversation that's been going on since the beginning of history. But when I say that Mars in Aries is an enemy of complacency. Mars in Aries is very quick to point out uh, to the people who've grown complacent, maybe there's a reason you're being challenged right now. Maybe there's a reason why uh, others are trying to overthrow you right now. Maybe there's a reason why people are trying to make a place for themselves at the table right now. It's because um, you haven't, you know, you won this place, but you're not doing anything to keep it. You may not deserve it. You may not be honorable. You may not be strong enough. You may not be powerful enough. Um, You may not care about the things that have been given to you. And so you've grown complacent. So this is where Mars in Aries is always basically striking up a conflict, you know, lighting the spark of a fight, okay? And and it's something that we can see, you know, in society, but it's also something that we can recognize in our own personal lives. And fighting, by the way, isn't always, you know, um, putting on a military helmet and grabbing a gun and going and shooting the enemy, um, we have in, for instance, the history of the United States of America, seen an extraordinary uh, fight that was uh, done under the rules of not engaging the other side in a violent way. Um, and, and, a, and an example of this, a very proud American example. Of this is the example of civil rights and the fight for civil rights in this country, in which um, Martin Luther King Jr. made his followers not be violent. You know, everything was done in in by by not fighting back, and so we still have footage of of. African Americans um, being humiliated at lunch counters that they weren't allowed to visit as an equal citizen, uh, where dogs have been unleashed on them or fire hoses have been unleashed on them, and where uh, they took it, you know, they they basically um, they 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 took it. That was coming out of it was coming out of a very Mars and Aries spirit, which is. I'm not gonna take it anymore, okay? Because that's why they were placing their lives uh, in these uh, precarious and dangerous situations. The spirit was, I'm not gonna take it anymore, but instead of fighting with fists or taking out guns and, you know, and, 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 and you know, turning this into to a war being fought on the streets, it was done through this extraordinary Aries example of peace. Okay. I mean, it wasn't peace like without conflict or whatever, but peace as in, I am asserting my place at the table. I am asserting uh, my place as an equal citizen in this country. Um, Wrong has been done to me. um, And I'm going to assert my, my rights and my privileges. And so this is where you see something really fascinating happened in the spirit of Mars and Mars and Aries. It's that uh, kind of switch or shift or transition from aggression, which is, you know, that's what I want. I'm going to take it and make it mine, you know, to um, assertion, okay, I was granted these rights. And so I'm now going to assert my, my, my rights, you know? And this is fascinating when you remember that the fellow who wrote um, all men are created equal. Uh, was born under the zodiac sign of Aries, you know, and then to hear, you know, to see that taken up uh, so many years, years later. Um, but this is an example of how you can how how you can fight to assert how you can fight to assert your rights how you can fight to assert your place. So all fights don't have to take place at the okay corral, okay? All fights don't have to involve guns or something along those lines. You can also fight to assert, okay? And that is something in which Mars and Aries becomes, in my opinion, most noble. Um, But it is also a reminder to people who've grown complacent. It's a reminder to people who think, oh, You know, I don't have to fight for this anymore, or I don't have to care about this, or, you know, what do I care about this? It's a reminder that complacency, complacency makes you weak okay and that uh, you can be taken down as a result of it and in some cases complacency should be taken down um, you know especially if it is prolonging something uh, which which is not serving the overall good so this is a as I said this is an ongoing conversation and this is the thing that I love about astrology is because the planets are always changing their place in the sky they're moving through through different zodiac signs. And so they're expressing themselves differently according to each sign that they move through. And then they're forming alignments to other planets, which also uh, gets them to behave or express themselves differently. What you'll notice, and we all know this because we all look to see what the upcoming transit is for our horoscope this week. um, What you notice is that it is not a static sky. Life isn't static, and the sky isn't static. You know, the planets aren't telling you what you have to be. The planets are going to be introducing issues, situations into your life. Is this a good time? Is this a bad time? Is this a time to assert? Is this perhaps a time to accommodate? And with Mars and Aries, it's not really a time to accommodate. And this is going to be very fascinating with how it interacts with the signs who are used to accommodating, okay? Now one would think, Okay, this is going to make the Pisces and the uh, Cancers of the world roll over and 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 take it, you know, become the doormat or be the wildebeest or something along those lines. But I've actually seen very different things happen uh, when Mars is going through Aries. With those those two signs, I sort of took them as an example, but. You know, I, I always say Mars and Aries is not for the faint of heart, but what's actually really fascinating to see happening happen when Mars is in Aries is how the faint of heart show off a side of themselves which no one suspected or expected to come out. <laughs> in other words, the faint of heart can all of a sudden get very assertive in, in what they do. The faint of heart suddenly rise to an occasion. The faint of heart suddenly say, you know, um, I'm mad as hell and I'm not going to take it anymore. But that doesn't mean that they take out a firearm or something like that. That means that they have the toughness to stand their ground, you know, to get the coffee cup dumped over their head, uh, to get the hose or, or the dog or whatever, you know know, they stand the ground and they don't give up that ground. They don't give up their place. They don't give up what they feel is right. They don't give up what they what, what has been uh, promised to them. So they go and they assert themselves. They make sure that a pledge or a promise is kept. And this is often what I will see happen when Mars enters the zodiac sign of Aries. So, um, Mars will conjoin Jupiter on, uh, on May 29th. And uh, with, with Jupiter, you have a planet that will always feed the flames of excitement and passion. And uh, with Mars, with Mars you have a planet which pushes the envelope as far as it can go and, and, and takes risks and so this combination of passion and excitement pushing the envelope and taking risks this is an energy that's going to be coursing through everyone's horoscopes now for those who are comfortable with this idea you know they're they're going to pretty much you know push the limit but what's going to be really um you know to see what they can get you know um, and some will will get it and some will push too far but it's going to be very interesting to see this energy mix it, with the energies of horoscopes that tend to be more low profile or more low key, uh, what you always want to do when you've got Mars and Jupiter together together in Aries, what you always want to do and be is audacious. Okay, you you want to be more than what you would usually be and you want to assert yourself uh in that way. Uh but again, better to assert than to aggress or 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 you know get, get into a fight or you know make a grab. You know, what I'm talking about is, you know, really the assertion of what your rights are or or the assertion, you know, of what what you believe is 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 due you so that you can enter into a vigorous uh, conversation about how that is going to happen. So these are things that are going to be very, very exciting, I think, to see. And uh, Mars Mars uh, will bring this out in everyone. Uh, so we'll see what sort of comes on out to the fore. And uh, the period of time when Mars is in Aries and you will be dealing with the sort of upsurge of, wow, where did my inner gladiator you know, come from? Uh, that period of time is likened to Mars in Aries and Mars will be in the zodiac sign of Aries
0: through July 5th. Your weekly horoscope is brought to you by Astrology Hub. If you'd like more extended personalized guidance from Christopher by sun sign and rising, make sure you subscribe to receive the free weekly horoscope delivered via email to your inbox each Sunday. Just go to astrologyhub.com horoscope and start receiving even more free personalized guidance today. That's astrologyhub.com horoscope. And if you love what we do and would like to support our work, please subscribe to the podcast, give us some stars, and if you feel inclined, leave us a review. It does so much to help us get quality astrology out to the world, and we're grateful for all the time that you take to do this. Thank you for listening in today, and as always, thank you for making astrology a part of your life.